Welcome to Far North Toku. This is episode 106, September 23rd, 2018, with your host, Mitt Toku. Thank you all for listening. Today, Super Day, 10,000 downloads to Far North Toku. Thank you all for listening. Woo! Today's show, Carrie Mullis of Concerned Citizens, Fairbanks, North Starboro. Four propositions in front of the Fairbanks voters, October 2nd. Carrie's coming on to explain it to us. And as always, here on Four North Tokers, we take it a little bit of cannabis slam. Again, thank you all for listening. It's a happy day in far North Toker land. Moving Free Farms has been committed to teaching youngsters to the young at heart English and Western horseback riding for 25 years. Located just behind the university, they teach year-round in either the indoor heated arena in the winter or outside in the summer. Give them a jingle at 907-378-0103 to schedule a convenient time. Moving Free Farms. Let's ride some horses. Welcome, Carrie Mullis, concerned citizens of Fairbanks North Star Borough to Far North Tokers. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. All right, I know. We've been um, back and forth for a while now about when to get you on and in what capacity to get you on. And I'm excited for both avenues. We were talking, going to be talking about um, your cannabis business that has kind of slated, pushed off to the side. Something like that. I don't yeah. know. Uh, something not good. Whatever it, it is. W- it was nothing good, but you know, you you grow up and you move on. So that's kind of off the books at this point in time. Yeah, well, that definitely gave you. Uh, you were surely paying attention, maybe more than you were, or I'm not sure. By being involved in that aspect, did that lead into this concerned citizens of Fairbanks North Starboro? Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I kind of figured that's. I, I figured that's what it had to do. Just seeing seeing what actually happens in all those meetings, huh? Right. It it was a big eye opener to myself. There were a couple other business people that were having issues, and I do know that quite a few of the cannabis business owners have been deeply affected by the Fairbanks North Star Borough with the reassessments of their properties. I have heard that values going up or how's that working well here's what i was told and and this is what kind of thrust me into the concerned citizens of fnsb i was told that a couple of the cannabis properties were valued up to 400 percent more i went in and i asked them about it and they said well just you having a cannabis permit given to you from fairbanks north star borough gives your property a added value, meaning that they can come in and they told me that unless I revoke my permit this next year, they can come in and they can raise the value of my property because it has a cannabis permit. Even though I don't have an active application from the state of Alaska, everything with the state of Alaska has expired that we did for Raven Buds. 
even if I don't go in and revoke my permit that they gave me initially from Fairbanks North Star Borough, they could come in and charge me a higher rate because it's an added value on my property. I just taking advantage of a, a label, huh? That's right. That's correct. They said if you're if you're able to be zoned to grow cannabis, you should pay a huge higher tax on your property. Mm. This October second ballot will deeply affect the cannabis community more so than the homeowner or a standard business. So this is really important for the cannabis community to pay close attention to and make sure they get the vote out and stop this craziness that the borough has decided to fob upon the cannabis community yet again. Well, let's go through each of the proposed issues that we're going to be voting on October 2nd. And then as we're going through them, point out how cannabis, how it's related to cannabis. Because okay. some of these, I don't immediately see how it, but um, I guess thinking about it for a while, I could. And then one that comes out to me immediately is this idea of how it's going to be affecting the cannabis businesses. And most of us in the borough are not cannabis businesses. Right. It's, it's going to be easy for us to say, oh, it's not us. You know, those people that are making all the money, let's let's tax them. Right. But the thing that happens after that that so many people forget is prices rise from that. It will That's affect correct. the whole community. The businesses are not going to eat that. That gets shared on to the community. Even the renters. I, I don't think that the people that are renting their properties understand that even a property management company or an individual that owns a house that is renting if their taxes go up substantially, more than $38, which I'm going to show you guys that it's more than the $34.80 that they're proposing with the borough of the increased rate, I'm going to show you what exactly is going to happen with that. Let's start with Proposition 1. Proposition 1. Proposition 1 says that 36615000 of general obligation bonds for capital improvements. They threw in a new animal control shelter and they want what they want to do is totally destroy this one and build one about three times the size with a surgical suite meaning that there'll be more employees because they'll have to get a veterinarian that is certified in anesthesiology but anyway the problem with this is um, this is a two-to-one bond meaning that you're almost going to be paying the same price in interest as you would be on the bond so really the total amount will Uh, $70,483,875. And so they're saying, well, if you have a $100,000 house, it's only going to be $34.80. But the problem is, is we know that the borough can, will, and has gone back in and said, well, we think your house is worth more now. It doesn't stop them from reassessing your property. And after they've gone in and done this $34.80, if you have a $100,000 house. So let's look at like a standard house is around 250000 That's going to be closer to $80. And over the 20-year lifespan, if they never reassess your house as being a better value, charging you more, you'll pay over $2,000 more over the lifetime of that bond. But the cannabis industry, their properties have been really ramped up on the value and unfortunately the properties next to the cannabis 
facilities. I know of one person in particular, he's zoned to be able to have a cannabis permit, um, even though he's in no way, shape, or form thinking about doing that. The property next to him is a cannabis property, and he's zoned the same way, which would be probably an RA, which is rural agricultural. His property is going to go up because the value next to him went up. Wow. So, and I know that this person in particular is worried about it, but it's going to go up and there's nothing he can do about it. Because what the borough does is they come in and they say, well, if the neighborhood is valued on average around this, then that's what we're going to raise. It's a value added thing. Potentially, you could talk about having a very large increase over the next 20 years. At the minimum, it's going to raise your taxes, whatever you're paying now. At the minimum, if you have a $100,000 house over $1,000 more, and if you have a standard house, which is around two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand, then it would be like two thousand dollars more than what you're paying now. For how long? Twenty years. Twenty years. And this bond is going to cover this animal shelter. We've got what is it? A roof for the Carlson Center, or something that's going on in the Carlson Center? Yep, they want to make changes to the Carlson Center. Then they also want to uh, two schools. I just want everybody to understand that the school district is given money to do these repairs and basically what they said was Ben Ileson hasn't had a new roof in 56 years. I have a hard time believing that <laughs> but the issue is is back when the state was flush with money when the oil industry was good they were receiving money from the state every year to make these repairs. Historically if you go back over the past even the past five to eight years, they spent the money instead of maintaining the repairs on the, the properties, the school properties. Instead, they added murals. Instead of saying, well, we need to do this deferred maintenance first and then come in and make the school pretty and do all these cool things. And instead of doing that, they spent the money first and then now they're coming back to us and saying, well, we don't have the money, so now we need more money from you. That's the issue. Why is it all looped, uh, like lumped together? Why is it not itemized? Like I see schools and then I see activity center and then you have dogs, you know, the animal shelter. These, they're different projects and maybe I would vote for one and not the other. Why is it all looped in? Here's the issue. This started as a larger, if anybody went to the sandbox discussion Carl Castle had a larger bond in place. It was more like $76 million. I don't remember the number right off the top of my head, but it was it was over $70 million. I think one, if you took off a couple items, it was $66 million. So they had this huge bond, which would have taken us, it would have been ridiculous. So what they did is they said, well, we're going to go for the things that people are going to count as important. So they'll vote for it. And so they cut out all the other fluff. They went for hockey, which is the Carlson Center, puppies and kittens, which is, you know, a, a big issue, and then schools, which is for the children. So they cut out the things that might have stopped the bond from passing, and they added these knee-jerk, or these were the knee-jerk ones that were left. Gotcha. Yeah, one, two, three. They're smart. They're real smart, but the issue is is that they're never going to be satisfied. They're not maintaining the buildings that they have right now, historically. Mary Sy, Westcott, Hammy Pool, 
if Mayor Castle had his way today, they would have already all been torn down. Then the schools not getting, they're having deferred maintenance. It's just money that's not being spent properly, in my opinion. So now that I've been going to the meetings, I started asking questions, and now I am a, I'm hoping that I'm going to become a formidable force that they're going to start listening. But right now, it's, it's not been easy. Not a lot of people attend these meetings. Sometimes these meetings go very late. I think that that's a deterrent for a lot of people to go and spend their Tuesdays or Thursday evenings not getting a lot of support from the assembly members when community is speaking. It's supposed to be the will of the people, and we're not getting that. We'll have to share out bullet points from your meetings, how things went. Sure, I would love to. And they can always go onto my Facebook page, which is the Concerned Citizens of FNSB. We're, we're trying to keep people updated. How many members do you have now? Well, we started about two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, and we have over 350 members. Great. So it kind of tells me that there is, I think people are starting to get a little frustrated, you know, ramped up. They want to know about the information. And one of the things about these propositions, they're named certain things and to kind of confuse the voter. And I That's think correct. hit this one perfectly, uh, hockey puppies and schools, right? That's Hockey, right. Hockey puppies and kids. Right. So when you hear that, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to vote against that. I got to vote for that. Right. According to the concerned citizens of Fairbanks North Star Borough, proposition 1 is a no vote. No vote. The North Bowl Refinery is here to provide Alaska with the finest quality CBD product available on the market today. This includes Select CBD, Lenative by Montel Williams, Lazarus Naturals, Jerome Baker, Hot Mess Cushmetics, and constantly testing new products. The North Bowl Refinery is a distributor to these fine locations. Smoking Deals in Fairbanks and Kenai, Good Cannabis, Nature's Relief, Gabco, Denali's Cannabis Cash, Uncle Herbs, and Homer and Anchorage, The Frost Farm, and on Facebook with more locations coming soon. The North Bowl Refinery, quality CBD in Alaska. Moving on to number two. Proposition two. This was a little bit sneaky. They told Mary Sai they did not anticipate the senior citizen group Friends of Mary Side to formulate a group and be vocal and active. I think they're an amazing group. So they came in and they told the borough that they were not happy with the thought of closing Mary Sai. Victor Sai is, you know, related to Mary Sai, and he was very disappointed to hear that they would do that. They formed a group, and the borough said, "Well, we will, we will make the repairs to Mary Sai." After they spent their maintenance money on doing studies, which they still have not released the information about those studies, Bettesworth did that, and we still don't have the information from them, even though they did the study back in May. They said they will not release it until December, which is? After the vote. After the vote. That's correct. Which yes. I, I find to be right. Uh, yeah, they've learned. They, they are patient, and they have learned from a long line ahead of them. That's right. So 2018-22 was an ordinance where they said that they would go above the tax cap if the voters voted for it. They would go above the tax cap 
to make the repairs. It said Mary Cy, whereas the Mary Cy Rec Center should be one of the first priorities to use for these additional funds. So here's what they did. They took this group of senior citizens, of hopeful senior citizens, and said, yeah, we'll help you out, but we're going to pit the voters against you to decide if they want to help you out. Mm. So that's what this vote is about right here. But the problem is, after they passed it, and Mary Sy, the friends of Mary Sy saw a glimmer of hope that maybe the voters would be kind enough to go in and be willing to go one mill above the tax levy that everybody was at right now. Then they came back, and I'd have to look back, but I believe it was Matt Assemblyman Matt Cooper, I believe, I could be wrong, that came in and said, well, I want to do a reconsideration. I mean, right after the vote, within two minutes, he says, I want to do a reconsideration. And what they changed it to was, so that was like going to be seven or eight um, million dollars to make a repair to Mary Sy. Then they came back and they raised it. And then they said, well, we're going to do it for any building that needs help. Hmm. So they changed the verbiage on it right in front of the Friends of Mary Sy, raised the amount up, and then they were going to put it in the regular facilities maintenance reserve fund, which is FMR, what they you know, nickname it as FMR. So then it, then it could go to anything. So if they decided that another building needed it more worse than Mary Sy, they could do that. They could they could put it anywhere. And there would be no no voter, no community input. So the issue was that was it was just a sneaky deal all the way around. Very disheartening for the seniors. So again, number two is a no vote for concerned citizens of FNSB. Wow, I really appreciate the the, the background on this one. This is this is great. Mary Sai was a, a huge groundswell and it it's an example of how things can get done. Right. It's also an example of how government can manipulate that situation to get what it wants done. That's correct. So so basically they I mean it was very defeating, but I, I believe the voters can make the changes. They'll have to come back and find something different to do and allow Mary's side to continue on. Like my building. I have a very large building. It was built in the 80s. Just because they upgrade the code, the building codes, doesn't mean that every building has to go back and go up to that grade. There's no way that the buildings could. If they were built to code when they were built, that's the code that they're required to have, unless it's like a federal building. Here we have Mary Sy. It was built in, I believe, the 50s. It was built to code then. It's been brought up to code a couple of times. It doesn't have to keep expanding its code. It's kind of grandfathered into the codes that it's at. And so to say that it has to keep upgrading is is ridiculous. They don't do that at the university. Right. I mean, they do for the elevators and for things where people can get trapped, but they don't do that for a building. Otherwise, all of our buildings would be rebuilt every five years. <sighs> it would... It, it, Right? It's just yeah. economically unfeasible. So they're kind of trying to make it sound worse than it is, in my opinion. So even a yes vote would not, is it supposed to be slated for Mary Sy or it's not even mentioned anymore? It's just general. It was supposed to be slated for Mary Sy, but I don't believe 
It might be, it might not be. All right. And so they could say, well, it's going to be for Mary's side. But I mean, once they went in and changed that, that it could, it says, notwithstanding any other provision of this chapter, imposing limitations to the total amount of municipal tax that can be levied or imposed during a fiscal year, those limitations do not apply to amounts transferred or appropriated to the facilities maintenance reserve fund. So basically what it's saying is, well, it's not really saying Mary Sai anymore. It's because it said now we've amended to add this subsection. And so it's just going to go to FMR, the reserve fund, the maintenance reserve fund, and they'll decide. They'll decide where the money goes. Yeah, that was the most confusing of all four for myself reading through. Just yeah. didn't say, oh, what does this have to do with it? Well, I really appreciate that background. That would also mess up the cannabis community because it would take their taxes yet higher. So right. the first two are about taking their taxes higher. Number one, we're voting. No. Number two. No. Takes us to number three. Proposition. Number three. three, my favorite. So Donna Gilbert with the Interior Tax Association. She was the forefront for gosh, I bet it's over twenty years now. This woman campaign to make sure that the borough could never go above 20 mils. She was dogmatic about it. Yeah, she is a founder. She is a patriot of Fairbanks for doing she this. She is course. a patriot. Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway, between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway. Special in-house strains, half ounces for 160, ounces for 250. Valid through August or while supplies last. Fine flower strains, chocolate, sourdough, blue kush, big smooth, purple OG kush, fruity pebbles, mmm. Concentrates by good cannabis, good titrations, edibles by AK Frost, and the good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, noon till 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis. Your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. I was kind of hoping the concerned citizens could kind of step in and, and there's other groups too that are stepping in, but this is a, we have to keep this on the books or we're, we're doomed. I mean, we're doomed. <laughs> it's this, this can never go away. This is our only true way to control the borough from just going hog wild. But the way they wrote it makes you wonder what you're doing, you're scratching your head because the words are so wordy. I like how they put it. You know, it makes it sound like, so it says a yes vote reenacts. It's a yes vote because you want it to be there. It's got to be there forever because we never want this initiative to be defeated. So we have prop one, no, prop two, no, prop three is yes. Great. Could you take a few minutes to describe what that tax cap is that Donna Gilbert has worked so hard to yes. put into Fairbanks? This keeps 
the the borough from going in and adding more to the mill rate every single year. They just can't keep, they have to cap it. So there's a tax cap, meaning they can't go in one year, the next year that they, they can't go up a lot more. It's, it's a limitation on the yearly rise of the mill rate. It is a complicated mess. I, it I, is a complicated, it's complicated, <laughs> but... But it's definitely a yes vote, you know. It's I like agree. Um, so. So it's it stops the borough from being able to just go in and say, "Well, we need a lot of money this year, so we're just going to raise their mill rate five mills." They can't do that. It, there's a limitation to that, how much they can go up. Yeah, I heard Jerry Cleworth give an explanation on that, and it was the best one I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. It's a complicated mess. And we do have to thank Donna Gilbert for it and trust that she's done the right thing for 20 years for our community and just keep on going. And keep on going. That's correct. I, I believe that, that she worked very hard and very diligently to get that done. That would be her lasting legacy is to keep, keep making sure that every two years, because every two years, the borough is trying to get rid of this. Is there a way to just put that into some kind of lasting charter? We have not found a way to do that yet. Yeah, I guess if there was a way, she'd have found it, right? Yeah, she would have done it. So every year they bring it, every two years it comes before the taxpayers yet again. Now again, like you touched on before, if these taxes continue to rise, I was told this year that Walmart's tax assessment went up $70 million. What percentage is that? Do you know? Gosh, I have no idea. I, uh, I mean, it's a giant uh, number, but who knows? I was going to say, I would sure, I would sure cack a little bit if I received a bill like that. Mm. And so the issue is, I, I've been running some numbers. I go to the borough every couple of days to get new information out of their budget. Here's a really stark thing for you to look at. Back in 2014, there was $384 million worth of new construction start money. 384 million. In 2018, the 2017 2018 budget, it was 140 million new construction. So, what does that tell you? That tells you that less people are building. That tells you that there's less money to be spent in the community. And if the taxes continue to rise, the companies have no choice but to pass that rise on to us. That includes groceries who's seen their grocery bill go up in the last six months hmm. i have okay i am sure buying way less food than i for the same amount of price than i used to we see it every day we are affected from ground level up our fuel is higher our food is higher gvea is a little bit higher and that's we're one of the highest ones if uh, other than living in the bush gvea is the highest in the state this is just um, a standard political philosophy argument, taxes versus not, right? And uh, right. it sure can be swayed a lot just depending on the, the person who's presenting it and what a tax is, whether it's a fee or whether it's a, a privilege that you're getting to use. And wow, taxes, they basically take money away from the individual that the individual could choose to use it the way they see fit. Well, you know, just this last assembly meeting, and I know that some people like Lance Roberts and some people don't like Lance Roberts, but what he said was so on point. They were voting to take away the 22 properties. There were 55 properties that were seized in July for non-payment of taxes. 
32 of those properties were able to come back and buy their properties back before they were sold, and there were 22 more properties. And Lance Roberts said, I still do not believe that we have the right as the borough to take away somebody's property because they can't afford to pay the services that we chose to thrust upon them. Mm. So that's that's a very good definition of kind of what's going on. So my services, I get the right to drive my trash down to the transfer station and have the guy tell me uh, the station's full and I can't dump my trash that day. That's the only thing I use. Everything else is state maintained or I have my own septic in my own well. So that's a really good definition of the taxes that we're paying. We're paying for the services that the borough has decided to put upon us. We're a class B borough, which means we're a corporation. We're not a government. And if you look up the statutes in the state of Alaska, what a class B borough can provide, it says they may provide transit. They may provide this. It doesn't say that they have to. If we were a class A borough or city like Anchorage or Fairbanks, we would be required by the state to provide certain things, but the borough adopted to add on all of these services. Trying to do well for the community, make it a, a good place to live when money's around. Those those decisions seem to be need to be made more at a family level and a more local level. That's correct. Well, and we have entrepreneurs here in this town that are trying to run Zip Zap and, you know, there's there's other businesses that have been started, the Bouncy House, you know, there's other companies here in town. And the borough seems really adept at coming in and saying, well, we want to do that, too, and taking the business away from the the entrepreneur that sinks all of their money into it and the borough just says, well, we'll just come in and we'll, we'll put one up too and we'll go in direct competition with you. And, yeah. and, and that's really kind of what's happening. And so uh, same thing with that rec center that they've now proposed that we go in with the Army with. They're talking about putting in strip malls inside there. That's going against quite a few strip malls. There's a couple other guys that have some strip malls. It's going to be in direct competition and the borough doesn't pay taxes on their properties. It's not good when government is competing against private. It's usually government's normally going to win and not a, it's not a good win. It doesn't look pretty. No, no, it doesn't. Proposition one is a? No. Proposition two? No. And proposition three? Yes. From the Alaska Cheesesteak Company, Victor. I want to welcome everyone to the Alaska Cheesesteak Company's ticket truck. I want to thank all our customers for making the Alaska Cheesesteak Company the best sandwich in town. Best sandwich in town. In the Daily News Miners Reader's Choice Award. What makes our cheesesteak special? Fresh ingredients every day. We cut everything fresh. Our most popular sandwich is the pineapple teriyaki cheesesteak. Bacon, onions, mushrooms, sweet bell peppers, and pineapples sauteed together and grilled with shredded cheese on top. It's our own version of what a Philly cheesesteak island vibes. Moving back to our roots. We're more of a food truck type of vibes. All our focus is really on the food. Fresh cheesesteaks. Big thanks from us, my family, and the ticket crew for supporting your local business. Don't forget the Far North Tokers fan club gets a 10% discount at the Alaska Cheesesteak Company. All you gotta say is, let me get my Far North Toker discount, and that's 10% off 
every time you show up to our tiki truck. Fresh cheesesteaks. That's the Alaska Cheesesteak Company. Mobile tiki truck, bouncing around locations. But every Wednesday at North Pole Mall, 11 to 2. Alaska Cheesesteak Company. Fresh steaks, island style. Uh, before we move on to four, I wanted to bring back up Lance Roberts, who got away, and I, I really appreciate Lance Roberts over his years of fighting for liberty, and we'll maybe get into him as, as Proposition Four, because he's been a proponent of that, and yes. that's why I never understood his attack on cannabis. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to expect liberty for yourself, and it seems so hard to give it to other people, and right. this is a perfect example. He was one of a freedom fighter. Right. For Alaska. And then here comes this liberty that he doesn't partake in or enjoy or appreciate and he can't give it to other people. And uh, it's been interesting watching his, his It is dogma. totally just a moral issue for him. Yes. And, and so I appreciate the fact that he stands up to his morals. It's hard, I think, for him to to go against his morals. So basically when he speaks out against cannabis facilities... And I do want to bring up the fact that he didn't speak out against mine because mine wasn't <laughs> wasn't near households that he like he normally is worried about. If it, if he feels like it's too close to a populated area, mm-hmm. he will speak out against that one business. But he there are some businesses that he does not write a resolution against. But if he feels like they're too close, he does tend to speak out about that. It's a rare politician that you're going to agree with them 100% on every issue. That's correct. And we are going to lose, we're going to lose a patriot in Lance Roberts leaving as well. Although I'm happy he's leaving for the cannabis industry. I'm sad he's leaving for liberty in general. Yes, I am too. So proposition four, this is, (laughs) if the borough had their way, they would fine all of us for heating anything. I mean, it's just, just a, a heating user fee. It is a heating. Well, they, they, um, so they want to be able to regulate, prohibit, or ban and issue fines to you if you sell, distribute, install, or operate a solid fuel heating appliance or any other type of combustible f- fuel. Oh, wow. So they're going against the, the machine and the product that goes in the machine. Yeah. I'm just sitting there thinking about the basic idea of finding someone for selling wood because you're, you can't tell what they're going to be doing with the wood. Maybe they're carving it or whatever, but that's funny. Right. Okay. It, but that's, but that's what it says right here on the reclamation act. So this is going through their idea of their, their finding. They're starting to put wood stove citations up and this is going to like a protection against that. That's correct. This is a protection against us being able to heat the way we can afford to heat. Not everybody can afford heating oil all the time. I know some families that use only wood to heat. And I'm going to tell you, the people that use only wood to heat, they don't burn green wood. No, they're trying to be as efficient as possible. The only people that burn green wood are the people that are new up here and are bamboozled by someone maybe selling green wood. They, they don't know. They, they're just not educated. So I think the Free to Burn Clean is another Facebook page, and they are very pro teaching people how to do it 
properly. But I mean, they're going, they're even going against pellet stoves. I mean, they're just laying everything, even cook stoves. If you have a cook stove that uses some kind of solid fuel, you're in trouble. <laughs> right. And just, and, and the way this ties into the cannabis community is the cannabis community are people and they're heating their homes as well, right? Right, right. They're heating their homes as well. And so all of this is going to affect all of us. That's the problem is that all four of these issues before us are so very important. And I know a lot of people think, well, you know, it's just a it's just a local vote. But I'm telling you, it's scary how close the vote for Proposition 3 has been, which is the proposition, of course, to keep the tax cap that Donna Gilbert has worked so hard for all these years with the Interior Tax Association to keep in control. So the problem is, is that everybody goes, oh, well, my vote's not going to count that much. It is. No, that's the best place in in local. That's that's where it affects right. the most. And I think if we send a really clear message to the borough to say, hey, we're here. We're the silent people. You're not going to hear a lot from us. You'll hear a lot from Carrie Mullis, which they, gosh, they know me by sight. It's almost scary. Everybody in there, it's... <laughs> But I don't mince words, and they know that. If they want to know what I think, but they don't want to hear it, they better not ask me. Cause Do you have plans to run for office next year? That's so funny. I've been asked a couple of times. No, I'm enjoying being on the outside, making them accountable. I thought about it, but I'm out here on the outside, and I can say what I feel, and I don't have to worry about offending someone for my vote. So I can be very real. And you choose your own issues that you want to tackle instead of That's correct. And dealing with everything. Mainly mainly it's about abuse. Like I just found that almost million dollars with the fueling stations that they said they needed to replace. But when the guy stood up and said, well, one's 43 years old and single hold. And I don't know if you saw that, but it's on mm -hmm. my page. So basically he took three quarters of a million dollars to replace these three fueling stations that DEC said, no, they're not single-hauled, they're double-hauled, they're warrantied for 30 years, and they're only 19 years old, they're not 43 years old and 34 years old. So now I have the assembly looking into the fact that the public works director basically told some untruths about these tanks. And so this is the type of stuff that, that I'm going after, is the fraud, the fraudulent, request for huge amounts of money i'm looking at it huh we need you we need people like that there's so many for one people don't know how to access that information right two don't know what to do with it once you get it can't read between lines and understand where it's all going and then third is activating on that information right so, well the scary thing is is you can go on to the dec website and look up the underground storage tanks for yourself there's only one tank at each one of these facilities that's in use. It was like a little gift to me for, <laughs> it was a gift. <laughs> Needles and haystacks, huh? Right. Just trying to find all that stuff and all the amounts. And that's what, that's what the concerned citizens, uh, we really want to stop the wanton waste of doing things and asking them to work a little more efficiently with our money. I don't want the borough to forget this is our money. We have given the money to the borough for safekeeping when they collect our taxes. This is our money. This is not their money. No, they're, they're stewards of our awesome community. That's correct. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So 
So, propositions, do you have the jingle down? I do. I do. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. Yes, definitely. Okay, it's no, no, yes, yes, tell the bro to give it a rest. (laughs) No, no, yes, yes, tell the bro to give it a rest. That's it. Got it. That's it. So that, that, and that helps. And I do have a sample ballot on the page. I was going to just put it back up. I haven't done it yet. Just remember, no, no, yes, yes. You can see what we have it marked as and... It's pretty clear that this this will save money. If you take all of the bonds that Mayor Castle wants to pass or wanted to pass, and then the bonds that are already on the books, it's over a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Mm. Let that sink in. We are a very small community. I don't think 100,000 people can handle a billion dollars. And that's exactly that why he's getting out so soon. Why is it, he's leaving off early, isn't he? Yeah. What's his plans? I was going to say, I think he's leaving the state, but I, I can't speak for him. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's like set this thing in motion and get the heck out of Dodge. That was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's um, like 1,400 less children in school than we did 20 years ago. We have the less construct new construction starts. We have the transit system that lost one million five hundred thousand last year and nine hundred thousand dollars the year before. Mayor Castle said it best in April, April fifth, in his audio. He says Fairbanks North Star Borough does not have a, sustain- a sustainable budget, and don't ask me for any more money. <laughs> That's what he was saying in the sandbox things, right? The community is going to have to decide. That's what it correct. Wants. Instead of what it doesn't want. That's <laughs> correct. And and our three options were pay to tear it down, pay to build a new one, or pay to renovate it. Instead of saying, why don't we just, if something's in that bad a shape, we can just shutter the building. He was saying that the, that the borough needed a new building for them. What I say to them is, since there's 1,400 less children, move to a school. And put it, I mean, the schools are all paid for. It would not be as fancy. Well, they don't need fancy. With their <laughs> payroll, with their payroll, they don't need fancy. I don't believe. No, I, I agree. It's it's that idea of being elected and know, being better than the populace. <laughs> not not where my brain comes right, from. Right, me neither. And so I just I just want to dial it down a little bit and, and make it, um, let's make it a great community that we can all afford to live here and not not wake up every morning and think I have to keep working this hard so I can pay my taxes. Well, I really appreciate what you're doing, Carrie, through the concerns of the Fairbanks, North Starboro. Just, it takes conflict to make someone move sometimes, and not that you weren't moving, but really activated it. It did, it? yeah, it did. And I, I wanted to thank you personally while I have the chance for being a longtime supporter of the show through Patreon. Yes, right? absolutely. I really appreciate you jumping on and supporting the show as long as you have. What would you think if I sang Now be a patron of Far North Tokers at patreon.com slash midtoker. Listeners supporting the artist financially for as little as $2 a month. You can help steer Far North Tokers through guest suggestions, reviews, new equipment for the show. Let's me know that Far North Toker is important to you and I can just keep on keeping them. Thank you to long-term patrons, Marilyn Bergman, Carrie Mullis, Ramblin' Ranger, Peggy Peters, and Aaron Morton. Here's Toker. 
yes, and I will continue to support you because I think it's a great, I, I, I just appreciate what you do for the community. You you have been here week after week after week putting all the information out for people, and it's it's a, a great service that you provide also. Hey, thank you so much. Well, cool. All right, I, I've really enjoyed our talk. We'll have to get together in person sometime. Yes, I look forward to it. Great. Thank you so much, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak. Uh, one more time, let's hear your jingle. No, no, yes, yes, tell the borough to give it a rest. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks so much, take care. What do you think they would say? Hey, hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. And now, Patreon. Help support the show financially at patreon.com slash midtoker. Here's Token. Here's Token.